are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Parker Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So men's basketball falls to Wisconsin to hand Roy its first, his first opening round loss ever which has just been a very unique season these past four years for Carolina. But more importantly, breaking news today as Walker Kessler is the first to announce his transfer portal entry as, listen, we saw over the weekend some people, there were murmurs going around that that was going to go down. And here we are with our first one up. I think there will be more to come. I will tell you who I think should and who might take their talents to other places. And so we'll have that conversation today. Then we have the women playing today at noon versus Alabama. It's not the first time these two teams have met, but back again, Carolina in the tournament. How can they beat the Crimson Tide today? Let's talk about it on today's show. So if you are living in the Twitter world, you know that Walker Kessler just announced that he is taking his talents elsewhere. While this season did not go as planned for our entire basketball community, the relationships I have been able to develop this year will forever mean the world to me. I am honored to have played for an amazing and historic program like the University of North Carolina. Gratitude is all I feel for my teammates, coaches, trainers, and administration and staff. During a very difficult year for all of us, they were able to help me grow as a player and most importantly as a person. After careful and calculated consideration, I'll be entering the transfer portal. I wish the entire Carolina family the absolute best in the years ahead. Thank you, Tar Heel Nation. So Walker is the first of many, apparently, allegedly, that's the the rumors out there, to take his talents to another team, which is a bit confusing. I definitely did not have Walker pinned as someone who was going to transfer only because you had a year under your belt that was solid. You had a couple breakout games. And also, you were a person who a lot of people were hyped on in a great program like Carolina, who people are going to watch off the strain. Right, it's a great exposure for yourself. You're trying to take your talents to the next level. Also, we are living in a time where guys <laughs> want to just go play a year in G League, a year overseas, and get ready in for the NBA. Not mad at it at all. I'm not sure what his next steps are. You know, his family is from Georgia, have really great talent playing at UGA, so maybe he wants to be closer to home. Who really knows the reason ultimately? But I also think. Any coach that keeps their kids after this year is doing something right because anybody really has a reasoning to say they're they're out of here after being frustrated from this year, especially in some of these blue bloods. Kentucky, I'm sure, might see some transfers. Duke may see some as well. You know, some very stable organizations. When at the end of the day, it's been a tough go, right? And then also, let's talk about the fact that the transfer portal might be busy, but you don't want to be in transfer purgatory. So I kindly caution all of these players who think that, oh, being in transfer, somebody's just going to want to pick me up. Let's hope, especially with the year that there's going to be another el- year of eligibility for these players, that people are going to actually leave. So if those scholarships don't become available, 
Now we're about to see the real cutthroatness of college athletics when you can say, oh, this big is better than you. So I'm going to take your scholarship away because it's a yearly contract renewal, right? And I'm going to give it to this other player. So then you think, oh, old same person who came to my house told my mama that I want to be, I'm going to be the best and I'm going to take care of him X, Y, Z. Now you start looking into this is a business and I need my job to be secure. So I'm going to do what I have to do. It's going to get ugly before it gets cute. So I just hope that all these players are taking all of that into consideration. I wouldn't leave Carolina. <laughs> Probably should have left Carolina. But, you know, I, uh, I think that it's just ultimately your decision, right? It's ultimately a family decision that we wish this kid nothing but the best. Thank you for your time. Showed us some good moments. And, it's again, it just stinks that Carolina is without another big because ultimately I think some of these guys who are trying to thinking about coming back shouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a band. Some of these people need to go ahead and take their talents elsewhere. And I know I understand loyalty. I understand caring about the players. But this is a different name of a different game. Like, we're trying to get wins. <laughs> or I mean, but this, let's either just say what it is. Are you trying to make your team better? Or are you trying to get your guys to be great leaders of men, all the, kind, all the you know, fluffy stuff? Right, all the uh, key points that we try and tell people in uh, what's the word I'm looking for in professionalism, like we're trying to you know better professional development, career development, get better at what you know the soft skills. Right, that's cool, but if my job is contingent upon you winning or losing, L or W, I'm gonna need the top quality recruits and athletes, and so I think that is what was in Walker Kessler. Unfortunately, that is not what we're seeing here now. So. We move on and we live, but if, apparently that's not the only <laughs> transfer coming down the pipeline, so we'll just prepare ourselves as we can, and we'll go for it. Maybe someone else is going to send us something by noon. Who knows, but I'm not doing another episode. That's what I know, so <laughs> y'all just catch that on Twitter, period. All right, so I know wanted to talk to you guys about the Wisconsin game. Had to take a minute and think about it because there was just so much going on with that game. From start to finish, you kind of just knew. Uh, I, I I said all week long, I don't know which Carolina team is going to show up. And they didn't play a bad game. So let's talk about that. It wasn't a bad game on Carolina's part. Wisconsin was shooting lights out, shooting above 50%. They were having a great game. However, it was just so apparent that Carolina was lost and all over the place. It was a bad day to have a bad day for some people that we know have to step up in big ways for us. So I think that was the most frustrating part to watch because, again, Wisconsin, who just got beat, actually, against Baylor, who honestly would we would have gotten beat against Baylor as well. But still, to not win your first game out of the first round after all this hype about who this team ha has come to be and all the buildup of it, that's that's tough. <laughs> that's really, really tough. Carolina only shot 38% on the night and 38% from three. They did make 70% of their free throws, and but they were out-rebounded 37 to 34. So that's clearly something Wisconsin watched on film to make sure that they handled better than the Tar Heels. And Carolina was only held to 10 turnovers. But I, you know, as we continue to talk, I'm telling you, capitalizing off the paint the points from the turnovers is what ultimately killed the Tar Heels and they just did not create opportunities for themselves only having two steals on the night so I had said on Friday the three keys of victory were to throw Wisconsin off balance is one of the more balanced teams Wisconsin had led the Big Ten allowing um we're shooting 40 percent in three point from three point range and they were nine and one when they shot 40 percent or better and they shot 48 percent so there you go 
right? I said they had to create turnovers and capitalize off them. Uh, Wisconsin was only giving up about eight turnovers per game, ranking fifth in school history. And listen, they gave up seven turnovers, but Carolina only got four points off of them. That really doesn't help you, right? So here we are still sitting frustrated, confused, wondering why Carolina is still in the position that it is. That has a lot to do with it, right? And then making the free throws early. Listen, I'll take 70%, but 85 or better. We've got to get a different kind of <laughs> – we have to get a different kind of rudimentary fundamental skill set where those things just come natural to us. So, like I said, Wisconsin was just killing us in the paint, <laughs> 28 points. 13 points off turnovers, nine second chance points, three fast break points, 18 points from your bench. And it wasn't like Carolina was off, right? Their their bigs ended up coming for through for them in the second half, but it was a half too late. Like Wisconsin was already done over with. See you next time. There was no even point for Carolina to try, and that's okay. And we learned and we move on. So here we are <laughs> with a transfer. I'm sure something crazy or is going to happen, but you know, I'm sleep. I'm super, super sleep. So there's that. All right, so that's the game. We're going to talk a little bit about the implications of said game. But first, I want you guys to know that Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. The tablets combat all form of ED and help get <laughs> and help give men extra confidence when it's time to perform. I'm going to stop laughing through that one of these days. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? Well, Blue Chew, it, Blue Chew is here, and that's no problem because all of their tablets are chewable. They're made in the U.S., and they prepare and ship and direct. Ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code Locked On. At checkout, just paying $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Now, bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action is here. If you have a real inkling to get ready for spring football, as we get ready for the fall season, it's going to be a good one. But now you can bet on NBA, college basketball, and NHL. Bet online even covers awards, TVs, and reality shows with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag and use promo device promo code locked on to sign up today and get a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski has Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. 
Now, the Tar Heels, we're done <laughs> done trying to convince ourselves that Tar Heels are making any sense from the season. It's just been wild. Overall, I'm honestly just kind of like last year, glad it's over, glad we can just move on and figure out what's next. The 23-point margin was the largest defeat of the season. It tied UNC's largest, second largest defeat in an NCAA tournament, right? Oof, the 16-point halftime deficit equaled the largest of the season. The 16-point deficit was the largest by UNC in an NCAA tournament game. The 85 points were the third most allowed by UNC this season. <laughs> Brad Davis's 29 points were the most by an opponent this year. Wisconsin came in the game. Rebound margin of minus 1.7 per game became the third team to out-rebound UNC. Ooh, the Badgers were the fourth team to shoot 50% this year against Carolina. The Badgers were 13 for 27 from three-point range, outscoring the Tar Heels 39-15 from behind the arc. Wisconsin 13 threes matched the second most against UNC this season. The 13 threes tied the fourth most by an opponent in NCAA tournament game. Got to mighty. UNC fell 38% from the floor, fell to 5-5 five and five this season with shooting under 40%. So as we know, as much as people talk about the ACC, who everybody was getting popped out left and right, Carolina was just among the many (laughs) when it came to ACC teams. And after reading you those stats, it's just sad that so many negative sides of history are associated with this this class, right? The senior class and how, you know, the first time losing to Clemson and the losing all those close one-off games in the ACC last year and getting mollywopped by Syracuse in the ACC tournament and then having Coach lose his first open-round game ever. That's just – that's tough. That's tough to be associated with that. So I can only imagine the mental psyche. But Roy really loves this group of guys. You know, I was talking to one of my fellow alums, and I was sitting here like, you know, maybe – One of the biggest parts of it is Carolina and these guys, you know, who decided to come here and commit here. Clearly there was stuff when there was a scandal time, the recruiting classes kind of went down, didn't know what Carolina program was going to be facing. So it looked different. The kind of class that you're typically used to recruiting wasn't coming to Carolina. So maybe for these guys, they're playing their hearts out and their potential is just their ceiling really is the roof, right? And they only have but so much to give, but they work their tail off, but maybe it's innately not the same, right? Maybe they just don't have the XYZ gift that we're used to seeing from certain Carolina players. And maybe Roy knows that, and that's why he loves them so much, because they're literally giving their all and doing their dampest. Maybe, maybe that's the case. I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on that at Locked on Heels, at Candace D. Cooper. What do you guys think? Do you think that this is a recruiting class that just never really had it, but they gave the best they could? Or was it just something where maybe Roy is not coaching the same? Maybe it's time to reconsider our old school ways. There's so many questions more so than answers that we have that I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on. So there's that. Now, got to turn our sights because the women are playing today. So if you are still into tournament mode, still want to see some good action, I believe Carolina women are going to win this first game. The Tar Heels are seeded 10th in the Hemisphere region, and they take on number seven seed... Alabama at noon, 11 a.m. local time in San Antonio. The game will take place in the Alamo Dome and will air live on ESPN. 
This will be Coach Banghard's ninth NCAA tournament trip as a head coach in her first with the Tar Heels. The Tar Heels will lead the series with Alabama 6-4 overall, but Crimson Tide won the most recent meeting, 83-77, back in 2019. Now, the teams have met twice before in the NCAA tournament play, with UNC winning second-round games against the Tide in 93 and 99. It's the only second neutral site game for the, of the season for uh, the NCAA tournament, which was the last time the event even took place. So Carolina is locked and ready to go for this matchup, and I really do believe that it's going to be a good one. Now, three keys for me for the heels. Nice and sweet, right? Janelle Bailey, this is her last time out, so we got to make it a good one for her, right? She's the only UNC player to start at an NCAA tournament game, so I'm hoping that her leadership is sound for today because we are going to need every bit of her energy as they play and get ready for tournament life, which is different, right? We know that it's not the same when it comes to playing in the regular season versus playing against an opponent that you don't normally face all year, right? So it's going to be unique for this team who experience, to experience this for the first time. Carolina also has to get out of its own way early. Comfort behind wins are cute, right, in the regular season, but I'd like to hit the heels to make it a game from start to finish. We saw with the Wake Forest game in the tournament how I feel like Carolina got caught slipping, essentially. And so they haven't played since, right? They've been waiting for about two weeks now to get some real live action. So hopefully they're waking up, they're ready for game time, and they're ready to prove, right? And then I think number three, they got to shoot it. They have to shoot it only after the play breaks down. So Alyssa Utsby, Petra, they're really good at the threes. Love perimeter shooting, right? I think they're great from behind the arc. But if you can feed it to Janelle and Stephanie and get some plays going inside the paint, I think that'll be a great, great opportunity for the women to get things going. So those are my three keys. I hope we see it from today. I hope the women can win at least one because I, I really want to keep covering some basketball. But if not, we'll switch our gears to some football action. So there's that. Now, if you guys are locked and loaded like me, it's Monday and you're feeling good and make sure that you are tapped into Bill Bar Madness, right? Bill Bar, the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing protein bar, 100% covered in chocolate. You have got to go to BuiltBar.com to see what today's matchup is and get that vote in, right? If you go to at bar underscore built on Twitter, you can also do a poll and bet from there, remember use the promo code Locked On Twenty to get twenty percent off your next order. That is Locked On Twenty to get twenty percent off your next order, and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on twenty twenty one draft prospects with team centric guests mocks right around the corner follow locked on nfl draft and radio on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts so as we wrap up today's show again i want to thank you guys as i did for football for listening to me through this carolina season it's been a good one it's been a unique one finishing 18 and 10 losing the first round of the ncaa tournament glad we got to go to the tournament glad everything's going around i will say my last Three cents that nobody asked for, but I certainly want to give is I know you've seen the disparities between the women and men's tournament. I just need y'all to understand that that is such a regular occurrence. And if we're going to talk NCAA and treating, you know, sports that are women's sports, non-revenue sports like crap, it's not a lost thing. It's not a lost art. 
I think for what the NCAA thinks it's trying to do and thinks its purpose is, it has not fulfilled that in so many ways for so long. And I appreciate that we now have social media platforms that can highlight it. Like, am I a person who's going to dog the NCAA every chance I get? Probably. But I think it's from a place of you can't keep putting these young men and women in positions to not be successful if that's what you stand on, if that's your pillar. Every freaking commercial, it talks about being an athlete and going to the next level and taking your career success to the next level. But if you're already not setting me up to be successful, what am I learning here, right? The only thing I've learned truly is how to have a crappy-ass boss who treats me like dog crap, who I have to you know, endure for a couple years, realize my worth, and then go on about my way, and hopefully try to succeed and unlearn some damage and unlearn some unhealthy habits that have been provided for me in this situation. So I think that if you want to stop perpetuating this idea and narrative that women are less than or beneath, then start at home. Like You can't keep saying there's inequalities, there are iniquities. Like, you, if we can't even start at the gender section, we can't do it at the racial section, like we can't do it from a revenue section, what are you actually benefiting? What is benefiting these kids, right? What is, <laughs> you're not giving them career development. You don't even have resources beyond a post-career grad scholarship. You don't set these kids up for success. You just say, thanks for playing. I hope you're successful. And then when you are, I want you to come back and just hype on the NCAA and how these sports gave you such an opportunity. Yeah, my coaches helped me. They taught me lessons. Yes, my teammates taught me lessons and working with coworkers and others. Yes, my sport helped me become a better person and teach me character building and life skills. But the NCAA, the entity itself, did not do a damn thing for me. (laughs) I want that to be very clear on where I stand. A lot of factors helped me be the person that I am. But we cannot sit here and say the arm of the NCAA did not do a damn thing for a lot of these student athletes. And it's about time where we rip these band-aids and some of these people, we get some fresh eyes, fresh ideas and stop holding on to ways of the past because it's no longer working because we're going to hold your feet to the fire as we should. <laughs> if you've never, ever been an NCAA athlete, let me tell you, <laughs> NCAA is not doing a lot <laughs> for these kids as you think they are. People have to literally get on national television and say, hey, I need snacks, I'm starving, I'm performing at the highest level, making no money, and I have to eat freaking ramen (laughs) noodles, right? Got girls having to lift dumbbell two-pound weights that I do in my Peloton workouts, and you're calling that successful and really gearing up for a tournament. It's not an oversight. It's a lack of caring. It's a lack of respect. So let's let's call it what it is versus trying to act. If, if you can bring in equipment in a day's time, it was never an issue of availability. It was never an issue of resources. So shame on you, honestly. And I hope that you guys learn from this and you go the extra route for all sports beyond just the revenue tournament. You l- literally try and do better for all sports because that's what's needed. If you truly want to say, what you stand behind and all these commercials you talk about success post-grad, please just do better by these athletes. That's all I ask. So that's my three cents that you didn't ask for, but I decided to give you anyway. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. At Locked on Heels, follow on Twitter at Candace D. Cooper if you want to talk to me there. And I look forward to talking to you real soon. Have a great day. Make sure you stay safe and smart out there. And as always, go Heels.